That was literally verbal diarrhea. I'm setting the bar awfully low. Titus O'Neil keeps running directly into that bar. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. You make me very angry. The man who has a better IQ than you, the awe-inspiring JC. You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far up Vince's No, butt. no, no, no. Oh, you are no, such no, a no, sucker. No, no, no. You are. You defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This is the Chopper Knocker Podcast. What's up, jobbers? It's here. It's the Jobber Knocker Podcast. Of course, I'm Nestlemania, alongside a man that, well, he was off last week, and he's back now looking uh, refreshed, could possibly be the answer here. I don't know. JC, great to have you back, JC. You know what, Nestlemania? My yearly vacation away from you is always probably the most wonderful week of the year, but the second greatest week of the year is coming back. So here I am, you know, I... <laughs> I'm, this is more clothes than I've worn in like a week and a half, but I had to bring my hat back with me, throw on the shades because I'm not quite ready for the real world. You know, I've worked the last two days. It's been kind of tough, but hey, I got another trip tomorrow. So, I mean, honestly, could your life get any easier? I would just so say. JC, baby, this is what happens when you cover a team who plays nine months a year. The other three months, it's you got to get it all in, baby. It's the summer of JC. I mean, that's what it comes down to. But again, I have to give, I have to give shout out to our boy, Ray Ray. I think he did. A great job, a suitable replacement if you think. I think he is. I'm curious how you felt about being replaced by the boy, the sunshine man, Ray Ray. Oh, it was great. I listened to it, I think, on Friday, and I was late on the hammock having a drink, you know. Drank. You kind of you kind of were putting me to sleep, but every time I started to fade, he woke me up with a great take. But his AEW stuff at the end, I know, like, we have a lot of fun shitting on AEW for various things, but good God almighty, if you haven't listened to Ray Ray rant on AEW, whoo! I mean, he's a little out of line with a lot of it, but you know what? Hey. He's loyal to the E, baby. He's got to take a stand. And some people take a stand, and he did. I believe he did. And again, it was great content. I really appreciated it. And uh, But anyway, we can talk here in Wax Poetic, but it's time to get shine-worthy, I think. Let's get right into the shine, JC. I'm curious where you started for this week of wrestling in the shine. Well, so I uh, I did I didn't miss any NXT or AEW. I rewatched all those, but I skipped the Raw SmackDown that I wasn't here. I just listened to you guys. But uh, since we are recording on a Wednesday, uh, happy birthday, uh, Mrs. Nestle, by the way, um, as well as Mandy Rose, uh, my wife, who had a birthday also on Monday. So we kind of had the back to back. So Wednesday had to work, but we're gonna start always in the shine. Obviously, Mandy Rose, you know, she's a stud. We love her. But uh, being able on a Wednesday, I want to start with NXT because you know I watched I watched everything yesterday because I drove home or. Monday morning, I drove home. I watched everything Monday, crammed it in, fucking miserable by the end. But I started with NXT. It was a good start. And then obviously last night we had the newest episode. So uh, the last couple weeks has been all about one woman, Nestlemania, and that is the one and only Cora Jade. Uh, I did not think this heel turn would come this quickly, but by God, I love it. And I love the story. I personally, I thought last night was by far her best promo by infinity on NXT. She's much more comfortable as a heel. She has the look of a heel. She has the facials of a heel. She bites her lip like a heel. She acts like a heel. She seems like a heel. So it's just a perfect fit. And the story makes so much sense because everything she said in that promo in WrestleMania was 100% on the money. Cora Jade was the darling of NXT. She was the one we were projecting to beat Mandy someday. I think you picked her to beat Mandy twice and obviously it didn't happen because the measuring stick for a reason. But it was like, she was our darling. She's the future of the company. 
Natty came down, called her the future of the company. But then what does she do out of the goodness of her heart? Brings in another stud and one of her good friends, the other AJ Lee child, Roxanne Perez, who was a former Reign of Honor uh, champion. And they come in and they do their thing. They're like best friends. Cora's nice to her. But Roxanne, obviously, being incredibly talented, kind of takes off. And the crowd just kind of made it all about Roxy. So, of course, Cora's going to get a little jealous. These are young girls we're talking about. They're a little catty. Uh, They're maybe not the most mature yet. And so, you know what? Sometimes friendships go by the wayside because these girls are young and they're hungry. And Cora Jade took advantage of an opportunity. She attacked Roxanne. She tried to take her spot in the title match. But Roxy's one tough cookie, so she came out. But you know what, Nestlemania? I love that promo uh, on Tuesday night. I loved her throwing the title in the trash. It's always a great visual. Alondra Blaze loved it, too. I love. I don't care how fucking corny it is. I thought it was great. I thought this girl's this girl's going to get so much heat. It's a lot of fun. I enjoyed the bull. You knew what was going to happen in the Battle Royal, but I love that she didn't win it and she was thwarted by Zoe Stark, but whatever. Another notch in the Measuring Six belt. But Nestlemania, I thought there was no better way to start the podcast this week than the MVP of the last two weeks, Cora Jade. Listen, I tend to agree with you. I, I, well, I laughed. I, I, I laughed. I thought you'd be all over me for this. I laughed really hard when the skateboard broke because, you know, it was probably made of like candy or whatever. The plat, like that, that, you know, that when they have glass, the candy glass thing. Like, I assume that's what happened. That sucked. But when she did the promo last night or on Tuesday, excuse me, when she did the promo on Tuesday, I literally sat there and I was like, this is her. This is really her. She can't do the G golly gosh very well. I looked at this and went, finally, this is more authentic for me. I can watch this. I can sit there and go, she's going to be a snarky little shit. I love it. Like I love that when you can, when you can relate or not relate to somebody, that's where the connection is. Whether you like somebody or not, I didn't like her anyway. But now I can respect her and not like her. And I think that's the difference for me. I can now go from watching a Cora Jade match or a Cora Jade promo and be like, la, 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 please stop talking, la, 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 and get in the ring and wrestle, whatever. And now I'm like, hey, hey, you know what? Good for you. Because now I'm looking at it like all of this makes perfect sense. But here's the thing now. She's going, no, no, if she can't be in the A feud, She's the B feud, and eventually the B becomes the A at some point. So we know that either Roxy or Cora, whoever gets it at some point, it's going to— It'll be Roxy. But here's the thing. When it does transpire, now it makes sense. I'm not going to—here's where TJ is going to either throw up or or yell at the screen or or his his poor kid or whatever, the speaker, when I say this. This is not Johnny Gargano Champa, but it could be better. Who knows? I don't know. It could be. Women are catty, and I I think that— there are certain things that are just better when women do them, and uh, this could be one of them. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So, yeah, and you know, you call it the beef feud, but it was the centerpiece of NXT the last few weeks. That's what. That's part of the reason why I love NXT is because they do it better than any show, including AEW, of elevating everything. And that anything can be the focal point of the show. Anything can feel like the main event for that week because everything makes sense. When the stories peak, I love that, those type of things being the centerpiece. It doesn't always have to be like on Raw, the same three people. Or on SmackDown, Roman Reigns of the Usos. Or on AEW, whatever uh, freaking guy Tony's blowing off from Japan this week. Like, it just, it's, that's what I love about NXT because I think it's the best put together show. It's like, and it's crazy too because you have the Raw talent to work with. Like, think about how many new people are debuting left and right. And you have some people who are veterans mixed with 
versus some people who are very green versus some people who are trying to transition to new names and new gimmicks, which that's kind of a segue here because, you know, we're in the shine. NXT, as far as I'm concerned, is like 99% shine. So I kind of want to keep talking about it here because you did ask us in the knocker thread about my boys, the GYV. And, oh man, like, obviously I'm sad because what is my favorite thing that was about the Grizzled Young Veterans WrestleMania? Yelling. Yeah, I mean, they were pretty fucking funny. I mean, They were awesome in the ring, but, like, Zach Gibson just yelling at the crowd. Yeah. And now in this gimmick, obviously, like, I mean, his look is, I mean, James Drake looks like a, that one, like, I actually don't mind as much. I actually thought, I actually thought he, like, dyed his skin white. It was so bizarre. Gibson's eyes, I'm I'm forgetting, what is it, Rip Fowler, that, Rip Rip Fowler and... Oh no, Rip Fuller and then uh, Jetter, something, I'll look it up, but continue. Yeah, but Rip Fowler is definitely uh, Gibson, but his eyes, I was like, what the hell? So, you know what? It's one of those things where, like, I was worried about them after they had lost for the thousandth time that this could be it for them in WWE. They've been here several years. They did everything in the UK. They're trying to transition them here. It hasn't happened for them yet. So... My concern was that this might be it for them. They might be moving on at some point. You know, I don't know what their contract status is, but you kind of see in WWE, you get your chances. And if you don't get it, you either get called up or let go. And I thought it was nice that at least like they like these guys enough that they're going to give them another chance somewhere else. And that's what NXT's kind of been about lately because with all the name changes, it kind of made it that way. But you know what? The Gacy thing is fucking weird. I'm not the biggest fan of it, but the reason why I'm okay with it is because. WWE is still showing faith in my boys. And now that we can see their faces again and we can get back to them just doing what they do best, which is wrestle, like, I think they can make it work. They aren't going to be part of this, what is it called, schism, schism, schism forever. Schism. Um, and now suddenly Cameron Grimes could be in it, which is like a whole other thing. But Imagine if those... Cameron Grimes shaves his beard. Holy good goddamn. Yeah, because they got he the... shaves his chest. He's he cut like everything down cat. already, but oh my God, that would he could be... be a hairless cat. Oh. Man, that'd be crazy. Oh, I know. It'd be ugly, but it'd be, but, it is what it is. But the schism would then have like four of the best wrestlers in the whole freaking company right. at that point. So, you know what? It's one of those things, like as weird as it is, like I, I can't hate it because at least they're getting an opportunity. I, listen, so I, I knew from weeks ago, you said that's G, you know, the great Grizzled Young Vets. And I was like, oh, I didn't even know that. And I'm glad you brought it to my attention. And then when I saw this promo, I went, oh, no. Oh, no. And then they did the thing with, like, the baptism backwards, and they came out with, like, no grizzle at all. They were very clean cut. But here's the thing. Now I got the names. It's it's, uh, it's uh, Jagger Reed That's and Rip Fowler. You were correct in the second one. Uh, but here's the thing. When I look at this, I'm a, I'm a homer for different reasons for these guys, but I will say this much. There is a very good chance this works. I believe it could work in a way. Not I'm not, like, sitting here going to put the curse on it, but... I. I, I, I think when I look at this, I'm willing to give it a shot, right? So when I look at it, I go, it's not the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. And I think that Joe Gacy does a good enough job with people that clearly aren't ready. Like, you know, Parker, he wasn't ready, but he did a really good job in his role. These guys are great in the ring, and I believe give credibility to Joe Gacy. So, mm-hmm. and also for me, there's a... I'm a big Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan, like huge. My wife turned it on, and I was like, what is this nonsense? This looks ridiculous, and then I fell in love with it. When I look at Jaeger, I say Jaeger. (laughs) Might as well call him Jaeger uh, because it's spelled the same way. Jagger Reed, when I look at him, there's a I get these vibes of like Buffy the Vampire Slayer and like dark places with candles, and like he's going to take a bite out of you. He looks just like... You know, William the Bloody, I'm not going to get into it. But anyway, he looks like a vampire I could be behind. And then, of course, there's like a Cyclops-looking Rip Fowler. I, I'm like, you don't want to look at him, but you look at him, 
So I'm interested in it. And if you look at it, I like color palette too. You got the guy in all white, the guy in all black, the guy in gray that brings it together. There's all shades here. I think that's an underlying tone when I look at it. It's just like, there's no right, there's no wrong. There's only one way through the schism and the dyad. I look at that and I think that's interesting to me. Like I'm, I, I haven't been able to put on the detective hat in a long time. And I believe this right here will get me kind of my teeth back into it. Sink it. I'm getting a lot of teeth things today. I'm getting sunk back into it. And I, I'm, I'm interested because there's a lot in NXT that uh, has a lot of mystery. And I like that. Yeah, no, for sure. It's like it's NXT, like literally like they, they just throw shit against the wall and a lot of it sticks. So we can move on from NXT unless there's other things you want to hit on. Uh, but I just wanted to start there today. I, I You got the, the top parts of NXT, in my opinion. There's a lot of good stuff, but I mean, there's a lot of nick on it as well. But uh, yeah, let's get into it. Yeah. All right. So uh, I'm looking at Raw and SmackDown this week. And obviously, you know, I'm kind of working from the last two weeks. I obviously didn't watch the week before, but I will say for the first time ever at WrestleMania, the recaps that they do a million times were very helpful for me <laughs> because I did not need to go back because all the recaps, it showed me the entire episode from the week before in a more condensed form. So you know what? Maybe that's the move is to just watch Raw and SmackDown every other week because then suddenly the recaps, like, they're helpful. So I'll say that. But I will say the thing I'm most into now because I think, uh, you know, I heard you guys, you kind of say like you weren't really excited for the SummerSlam card. Like I actually pretty much am. And uh, cause I think there's a lot of really fun matches on it. But for me, once again, this fucking guy, Pat McAfee and King and uh, I almost called him King Corbin, Jesus, uh, happy Corbin. Like I am all into this. Like this has just been so much fun from the start. McAfee kind of did what like people were talking about, like referencing how they were roommates and stuff. But I don't know. This just, it feels fresh. It feels fun. And you know, these two guys, like we've seen it with McAfee, just like hit home runs as this baby face. And he's so over. And we know Corbin, there's ain't no better heels better than Corbin. If, if there are, well, he's equal with them. So I just, this to me, like this is my favorite thing in WWE right now um, on the main roster. And uh, it's one of the, actually I am excited for a lot of summer things we'll get into, but this might be number one. I, I tend to agree with you that there's like, you know, they, you, you come for the Roman reigns and the Brock Lesnar, the possibility of theory, just mucking it up, you know, but then you get the, the McAfee's and the Logan Paul's and that's kind of like the triangle of why you get a ticket or you go to watch it on Peacock. But then after that, I think it falls off for me. For me, I think there's a triangle of entertainment, those three things I just said, and it's like a pyramid scheme of like, how I, I got your money. I tend to disagree. I tend to disagree because I will say like, the Becky Bianca story, this is the full circle. Like if Bianca beats Becky in like 15 seconds, that'd be perfect. I don't know if they'll do it, but at least like that to me, that's why that's intriguing. And then I look at Liv and Rousey and I'm like, how the fuck does Liv beat Rousey this time? Like I want it to happen. But to me, like, so that makes the two women's title matches very intriguing. And then we're going to talk about the special guest thing in the tag match. Like how many times do we have to say it? They could run profit Usos every pay-per-view and it'd still be the best match in every pay-per-view. So to me, this card is pretty stacked. Honestly, the weakest part of the card for me is the fucking main event even though that match is going to be awesome i just don't give a fuck fuck all right fuck. Fuck. yeah i i look at, i mean we can be on both sides we can be on different sides but look i think this is a lackluster SummerSlam, and like i said last week i think they're building towards castle personally i think castle they're gonna not be, there's a, they haven't they got nothing for castle yet no just it's wait they're gonna they're gonna they're, they're yeah, saving no, all the bullets they're saving all the, no, they're saving okay, all you know, the bullets oh. Hold on. Boom. Okay. They're saving them. You're talking about fucking bullets. It doesn't get bigger than Reigns Lesnar. It doesn't get bigger than Not fucking, in the UK, baby. I mean, 
having McAfee and Logan Paul wrestle. It doesn't get Becky and Bianca top two women on Raw. On SmackDown, Liv the Darling versus the fucking Ronda Rousey. Are you kidding me? Profits Uso's best two tag teams they have. And then Lashley Theory, the young up and coming star against like the hottest babyface male right now that we've seen, like, which is crazy. Are you kidding me? This card is fucking loaded. They are built to a great SummerSlam. If you're looking to castle, then you must just want to suck on Drew McIntyre's nutsacks when he fucking loses to Roman Reigns. Are you done? No, I'm going all day. I got two weeks of vigor, baby. I will say, hey, for a guy that got off vacation, you seem awfully just tense. Do I do this to you? Saving all my energy for you, baby. I love you for that. I really do. I love it. I I love it. I love it. I love it. So look, uh, let's move on to something else that I thought was, well, relatively fun anyway. I had a good, (laughs) yeah. I, um, I don't know what to say, but I actually really enjoyed Mysterio versus Priest. I thought that was cool. Again, I'm I'm headed more in the storyline right here. They they made a joke about Dominic joining, and then Dominic, you know, because they're beating up his daddy. He did. He, he said he was going to join, and then they like, ah, we knew you weren't. You weren't in the right frame of mind, and then they just knocked him out. And next week is you know uh, Ray Mysterio's 20th anniversary. I assume Edge will come back and or come back at SummerSlam or one of these two weeks. Save the day, whatever. Yeah, they got the tag match book next week. Mysterio's versus Judgment Day. But I'll be honest, because like. You know I love Finn Balor and everything, but like this, this has gone since the last time we talked about it. This has gone way down for me. Part of it, the Rhea thing, it just like kind of killed the momentum. I thought of them, but I thought this week, I don't know. It's just in terms of looking at Raw, I thought this kind of fell into the category of eh. Like most I, of the I show. really liked it only because when I watched it, I went, "This is one of the like." Here's the, the thing. wrestling's good. The wrestling's the wrestling's good. And I think yeah. that's what it comes down to is when I, when I can really watch a good wrestling match, like a Finn Balor versus Mysterio, Finn Balor versus anybody really, or, you know, Damian Priest really showed up. I thought against Mysterio, I think Mysterio and Priest have like, you know, the good, you know, the good, big, big versus little is probably the best way to say it. When those happen, the Baron Corbins of the world, they're good matches and Rey Mysterio can work with pretty much anybody, but the bigger guys always work right with Ray. So I was in on this match. And like I said, there's a thread here. There's a needle that's going to be happening. And I think, like, I at least want to see where it goes. So I, I don't necessarily discard it. And like I said, it was surrounded by good wrestling. So you know what? Instead of some nonsense, it made sense. So I was I was happy to see it. And uh, I, think, I think it was pretty good. But uh, you didn't like it. That's okay. What else you got in the shine, pal? Uh, so for me, I really enjoyed the theory AJ back and forth. Because, you know, we've kind of talked about the AJ thing. of this like kind of like floating around. Like the club thing was fun with living uh, – with Liv and uh, Finn and like whatever, like that was good. And he obviously had the feud with Edge, but for the most part, AJ's just been kind of floating around, kind of hanging out with the Miz doing things. But it was nice to see AJ. I felt like his theory, theory promo part of this is great. Like I can't get enough of this kid. Every time I see him, I think he's better and better. Like this kid really could be the face for the next 15 years if he doesn't get himself into trouble. But I just like that AJ, like we haven't really had a good AJ promo besides the corniness in a while. And it was just like, AJ's never going to be like an elite promo, but it's one of those things when you match him with a good heel, I kind of enjoyed it and then obviously we got the match too um which you know what that for some reason like theory's got like five feuds going at once he's feuding with lashley he's feuding with ziggler he's feuding with brock he's feuding with roman he's feuding with everyone because he's fucking theory he has a target on his back but uh i i actually there was something about this when i'm looking at raw this might have been my favorite part of raw this week was just like the promo back and forth it was just it felt fun and a part of a lot of this because of theory but i thought aj did well too I was, I did like it. I just think that when I what the ending result makes me always leave a bad taste in my mouth with count out. It's like, eh. You you and there's a lot of things on Raw specifically, but there are SmackDown too where it's like DQ, count out. And I get it, we're saving it for something else, or somebody has to get involved to make something a tag match into a six man tag or whatever. Like, I get that. But to me, that's lazy. Personally, like I, I don't want to if I if I didn't do the podcast, if I didn't have people to talk to about wrestling. 
I would just shut it off. I would just be like, you don't care about me. You don't care about anything. You just want, you want to get to the next big ticket and that's fine. But it does bother me. But again, Theory's doing a great job. I think they're surrounding him with the Lashleys and the AJs and the Zigglers to line him up for when he does become the champion. Uh, so he can, he, you know, because we always joke, Dolph, Dolph Ziggler's like the first one in line every time to get a good old tomato can win, as we yep. say here on the Jobber Knocker. He makes everyone look good, man. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's super kick. I don't know if it was this week or on SmackDown or whenever it was. I, I can't keep track because, like I said, I crammed all the wrestling into one day. But, like, that fucking, oh, that sound. There's just something about it. It always makes me appreciate Ziggler, like, because he's Ziggler. We don't, we take him for granted a lot. But, man, whoo. It's some of his shit is just so good. It is so smooth, so smooth. But baby. he knows he's good, and that's the problem. He knows no, he's good. He's that damn good, man. He's that damn good. Mr. Steel, your girl. Uh, anything else that you liked in Shine? Where they were? Um, it's good to have heel Lacey back. I know you were kind of poo pooing this last year, Ike, and this was the part where I was rah rah and Ray. I was very happy because, like, this is what they're building towards Nestle, and I just love that she's doing back. Like, I remember we talk about this with Lacey before she uh, got pregnant again. Like, the I love when she walks out on matches and pulls this bullshit because, man, Lacey's just a fucking heat magnet, man. She's so good at it. I think this gimmick is fun with the. I love when it's like you're not applauding me, blah blah blah. Like you can say like, oh, it's kind of a rinse and repeat for a lot of things they do, but it's just one of those things. Like, Lacey as a baby face was like, what are we doing? I was just waiting for it. And obviously it happened when I wasn't here. But just to watch it this week, she's supposed to fight Aaliyah. Great to see Aaliyah. Love Aaliyah. Um, but she just walks out on the match. So I was, I'm just, I'm, I love Heel Lacey. Heel Lacey will always be in my shine because she is a fucking stud. Stud, you say. All stud. Right. All right. Well, who better? Who better than Heel Lacey? Who better than Heel Lacey? Look, the, the promo was better. I'll give you that. It was definitely better. It was better. It was I, I appreciated that. But then, it, you know, she just. Then what? You know, it's like, now, what are we going to do with her? I, the thing is, is that SmackDown is so weird when I watch it sometimes when it comes to the women's division specifically, where I watch it and go, okay, it's Ronda and whoever. Right now it's Liv, right? So we're hoping Liv goes. But Well, it's because the other big dog's uh, away. Right. She'll be watching Daddy on Saturday. We'll get to that. Right, sure. And then, like, you know, I'm looking at it going... Put that stupid comment on screen. No. Let me see it. I'm not giving, Lacey I'm not giving stu- oh, fine. No. I'm giving- there we go. Heel Lacey rules. Facts. I'm starting Facts. to believe. I'm starting to believe if I'm on an island with Guthrie, you may be on an island with Stoop. I don't know if that's better or worse. I'm just saying it is. Uh, like if Stoop- you're if you're on an island with Guthrie, like the, if the two of you are together, you know it's the wrong side. I think so. we're right most of the time. <laughs> oh, I think we God, are. No. I think Guthrie and I are right most oh, of the time. Oh my God. We take chances. We make mistakes. It's okay. The, on, the only thing Guthrie might be right about is Veer, so. I don't know. We can talk about that later if you really want to. But anyway, uh, since I wanted to ask you, are we? Do we have real hopes? Or are we going to play the game? Because if we don't, oh, have we're, gonna, we're, we're no, we're playing the game in the hope. Okay, yeah. so I'm not. So I can waste a hope here. Yeah, I can you waste can waste a hope. hope here. We're, we're we're doing Maxine Dupree in the hope baby. Here's okay, Max, Max, Maxine stuff. Okay, so look, uh, I will say this much. Yes, Ray loves four flames of Lacey. I get it. I the hate people all know. Let's hate, go. Race no, 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 no. Anybody in the chat feeling like Lacey's... All right, anyway. So I'm going to switch gears now so we can talk about something else. I personally loved this entire thing backstage. It's our, as our boy Wes says, our weekly Gunther in the shine update. So I, I really love the promo here where they kind of get sitting there and they, they showed what was happening and it was just great stuff of like, we don't lose ever. And it was just like, oh God! And then he slapped the, sh- just oh, chopped the shit out of him. And I went, just hurt. I went, God damn! Like, I know that like you, you can get away with it on, on on TV because of wrestling and stuff. But all I could think about was, God, he's gonna like not every once in a while, but now now you've got that like mental picture of when somebody fucks up, what's gonna happen? So now you're like, oh my God! 
So here's my hope, right? I'm throwing this out here. I've kind of put it on Twitter, but I want to put this out in the Nestle universe. Here it is, folks. Everybody's been sitting there going, oh, John Cena's going to be the guy, or, you know, God forbid, Cody's going to be the guy that takes away the Intercontinental Championship. All these people are lining up, and eventually, you know, American is not going to... That's what's ringing in my head, the American part, right? When I'm watching about this, I'm thinking Gunther's going to have a good year with this championship. Maybe, I'd say at least nine months, probably a year, right? But At least till Mania, I think. I think here's here's where I would go severely right or left field, right? Instead of like what people would see. I would think over time that we get a baby face Ludwig. Mm. And I think that the chops are enough. The chops are hurting him and hurting him till that one day where Ludwig just grabs the, the hand and looks at him and says, no more. Throws his hand, walks away, slaps him, and then, you know, we got to, we got to, I think... That's cool because we see Ludwig wrestle every once in a while. We know he's great on the stick and his, his facial expressions and stuff like that. But there's something there with him where I think, like, we all, we all know Gunther's Gunther, right? We all know that it's going to work. We're kind of iffy on what's going to happen with a baby face or a heel, Ludwig. But I think him standing up to finally, like, because if someone abuses you in any way, I think, like, that's the story, right? You stand up to your bully. And you do something about it. So I can, I, even if he loses, that'd be okay with me. But I, if he won, oh my God. Even if for a second I would be in on that. I think there's something about Ludwig when I look at him. He's pretty, but he's dangerous. He's very pretty. You know what I mean? Can't like you could put him on a billboard and people would be like, God damn, is that guy in a fucking cologne commercial? Or is he fucking selling me wine? No, he's a wrestler. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. You know what I mean? Like that, uh, he's a good looking man, but again, he's not Roman Reigns pretty, but he's fucking close. You know what I mean? So I, I'm in on it. That, I just blew my uh, my big hope, if you will. But uh, I, I'm excited for Gunther to have a long run, but I think Ludwig, you got to keep your eyes on him because this is, this is getting intense. I like it. Yeah, I think it'll be one of those things that like Gunther will be taking out his anger on Ludwig and somewhere down the line, maybe that's how... Gunther is cost of his title as Ludwig cost him or something down the line. So I think that is a, a good thing because I was not expecting uh, that type of violence against Ludwig this, this soon into their WWE debut. But I liked it. I liked it. And uh, I think, yeah, he could be a maximum male model down the line potentially. He is a very handsome man. But we're going to, like we said, more on that later. Nestlemania, I'm looking at the rest of this. I love Liv being Italian. It's great to see a fighting champion. So that's shine for me. Um, and, uh, that was a the shitty fucking it, match, but whatever, it happened. It was great. Lives great. Match. I love. Liv, that was a bacho okay? mania, baby. Bot yeah, well, you're a bacho mania, but should we go to the heat? Let's get on my heat, will we? <laughs> get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. There's plenty I could get into here. Uh, I don't know where you want to start, or if you want me to start, but I, I would like to start actually because I think that uh, Titus O'Neil. Uh, starting Raw to uh, cover up whatever bad karma is coming anybody's way in the WWE felt super forced, felt like, what the hell are we watching here? And all I could think about was, God damn it. God fucking damn it. Why is poor? Like, anytime there's something bad in the WWE lately, it seems like, it really does seem like, you know, we're going to put poor Titus O'Neil out there to cover up anything bad in the WWE. Just saying that. I just... Yeah, I'm gonna bring uh, up Mike Giardi, friend of JC's uh, here, saying I'm not sure if Josh should be allowed outside the house. Are you kidding anymore. me? You can't. Well, you're right because I have my shirt on. So, Giardi, this is my look when I'm up in Maine. The shirt is off. I, I normally don't have the headphones. That's why the hat kind of is uh, sitting high. But hey, you know what? This is a great look. How do you not like this look? Come on, come on. I'm a fashionista. You look like a defunct 
landscape artist. Like, you well, know what I mean? You're, you're a wee whacker away from looking ridiculous even more than the you hat, do. The hat can't really go on like it's supposed to because of the damn headphones. But you know what? I, I'm just trying to like, I, you know, I'm a little, I'm a, the, the light's a little strong, this indoor lighting. I'm not used to being inside. So, you know, I gotta. I'm just pumped you already said something about you. This is great. <laughs> he's a clown. If he can come in every week and just make fun of you, I would. I would let him do it. I know. Normally, people come in and rattle you, but I know he, this is great. This is wonderful. this is this is this is a great look. If uh, I should be, uh, this is what I should submit as my maximum oh. male model. Like just this look, I'd win. You know, I got the bosses make bank shirt. You know, I got as much as tan as I'm ever gonna I was get. Gonna say, so. Where's the tan start and end for you? Is it the arm or the shoulder? I yeah. Well, my chest and belly is actually like has a little bit more color. I'm not pasty, you know. So stoop coming well. to your rescue, saying this outfit is fire. Yeah. Oh thank my you. god. Thank you. Look at this. Guthrie, I love this. Guthrie, please tell me about the outfit. For the love of God, Guthrie, do something about this. I gotta tag in. Guthrie's Guthrie. too busy talking about fucking Veer. He. That's all he cares about. And then, no, so look, so look, here's, where were we talking? Are we talking about something You're else? You're talking about Titus, and Ray brings up a good point. He's a hometown boy, so they wanted to bring him out for that, and they just did that, like, WWE is for everyone, you know? It's cover up their racism, misogyny, and everything else. It's a, whatever, it's like... Pay no nice attention to-, to the man behind the curtain. Here's an awesome guy who starts the hey, show for no hey, reason hey, we hey, haven't hey, seen him for a while. Instead of bringing out the man behind the curtain who they brought out the last couple of weeks to freaking, you know, jerk off the crowd, they brought out Titus, whatever. Ray asked, JC, you want in on the side bet? I'd win, so I, I I think you guys need to uh, go head to head. Are you first are you calling me and Ray? Are we lesser people than you? Is that what you're talking I, about? That's not people. You're just lesser models than lesser me. models. I mean, look at this look. Hold on, look hold on, hold on. I'm gonna. Here's what we're gonna do. I don't care what happens. This is what we're doing. Ray, I have a bet with you. That's fine. Ray and and Nestlemania have the bet, but I want JC to send in his maximum male model shot, or here's what we do. We put all three shots up at the same time. We do a poll, see who wins. Who's more maximum? Okay? If you want to wear your landscaper outfit, go right ahead. If you want to wear some, you, you look like you're outside landscaping. You got your headphones on so you don't- If I was outside landscape, my shirt would be off. And we thank you for wearing a shirt because nobody know, wants to see anything, you know, yeah, in that area. You know, I, don't, I don't know how you feel about nipples being on camera, so- well, depending on you might have you to pay like, for my knows. OnlyFans for that. You, know? Do you have an OnlyFans account. You've been gone for a week, and you got an OnlyFans account. Hey, you know what? There's sometimes when you when you when you got all this going on, you got a group photo. <laughs> <laughs> oh Ray my said goodness. Group photo. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh. And here's just my boy Guthrie coming to my aid, saying that those Nestle's jacket epitomizes what Dupree looks like in the maximum male model. Look. I'm just telling but you. But it's what's under the jacket is the problem. Oh, Nestle no. ain't no Monsoir. He ain't no Marseille. He's a freaking, he's like Nestle. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I, it doesn't matter if I've got a bird chest or not. That's very fashionable come fashion week, folks. I'm just saying. I wear this jacket. I clean it all the time. But I wear this jacket every week because I have won predictions. But I also look damn good at it. I've got a maroon one. I've got a navy. Actually, I'm going to get some different color ones, I think, because I've learned a lot from uh, mixing up my wardrobe and trying to look better. So I'm just going to say right now, I'm a maximum male model. Oh, yeah. Just wait, folks. There ain't nothing maximum. There ain't nothing model about you. Maybe you got a little bit of male in you, but... <laughs> that was Speaking harsh. of male, should we mail in the heat? Like, it feels like we... 
All right. Uh, can I just do? Can I just do quick stuff then? If you don't want to yeah, do the rest of I'll, it, I'll, I'll stop you if I because I have a few things. All right. All right. Here we go. First off, Natty and Liv, just plain fucking bad. Nope, that is shy. No, that's not. She moves and fucking moves terrible. Fucking awful. The new day is Vikings. Nice try. That was horrible. That was bad. That was really fucking bad. I guess, you know, the whole thing just... And then, of course, Shanky and Ginger get involved. They're baby faces. Are they not? Let's just dance. Everybody dance. No, no, no. That, see, that to me was the only redeeming part. Is When I saw it, I'm like, Ginger has a baby face? Am I in? Future of 24-7 champion? Gina yeah, exactly. Hall? Of course. Hey, uh, that title changed hands about 30 times on Raw. I know, and then we'll get to that. So then I'm just going to go rest your smack down here. Uh, Sheamus subs in. Uh, sorry, Ridge subs in, even though the, the poor ring announcer screwed that entire thing up. To another thing, we're headed to somewhere. Madcap versus Theory DQ. Nobody cares. Moving on, right? And then we get to the Angelo Dawkins nonsense with the whatever. It is what it is with uh, Jimmy Uso. It is a main event, but I'm just thinking SmackDown's kind of cruising lately, and it doesn't really feel like it even matters. Moving on to Raw. Becky Choo Choo promo, which I thought was funny. And, of course, we get into the Mela Belair rerun again. Again, decent match. First time I saw it. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> felt like it was the 14th time we've seen it. I'm sure it's only the second time. It felt just... Hey, but you know what? Shout out to Ray. You're like, it's going to be a triple threat. No, it's not, Nestlemania. Okay. Because Wait the till story, the bell rings, baby. The story is Becky Bianca one-on-one. This is the finish okay. of Bianca's redemption story. So you were dead, Ron. Kudos, Ray Ray. I'm not giving anything to Ray Ray till the bell rings. All right? That, uh-huh. I, don't, I don't give up. I don't give up. Never uh-huh. surrender, in the words of uh, you know anybody else. So we're moving on. We're going on to a, you know Omos versus Dawkins. That, that's a whole thing. Turned into a fucking tag match. Who gives a shit? Nobody cares. Moving on. KO and Riddle was weird. You know, obviously, it was weird. It was weird. It was just like, I like KO. I like Riddle. It was just odd. It was an odd. Are KO and like Ezekiel, is that thing just not happening now? I like don't that's know. Because they're kind of like, because Ezekiel's been kind of messing around with Seth, but Riddle and Seth are the feud. So I don't sure. know. This was a weird one to me. Sure. And then we're moving on to, we already talked about, of course, Judgment Day. And then, uh, let's see. Uh, oh, Veer sighting. Since Guthrie's here, or was here, Veer with his boo. That's it. And then, of course, you know, someone says, you know, he must like you. But I, I think everybody's to pump the brakes on the Veer thing. I think we just need to veer off the road for a second, take a timeout, timeout. Let's, re, you know, regroup and think about this because I think Veer's doing something here. So we're going to be interested. They had to get him on camera. So there's something happening here. But I don't think it's that big of a deal. And, of course, we've talked about everything except the one thing that Ray here wants to say. I'll put Ray's comment up here. It says, Logan versus Miz one-on-one. All right? Well, look. Ray, again, I'm not going to say anything to you because it still hasn't happened. Next week, he's hosting his own version of Miz TV where, of course, Champa attacked him on Monday. And, of course, maybe they attack him again. AJ Styles comes in and they make it a tag match. So, get, I'm not I'm not apologizing AJ for nothing. AJ Styles is far from this now. AJ Styles is not doing anything for SmackDown or Raw or anything on, on he anything. He just had a great the segment of the week with Theory. But, he, but, but you're not going to put him on SummerSlam? I think that's a disservice to AJ Styles. That's me. They didn't put him on Money in the Bank either. I'm just saying. He seems like he's just not, he's not doing anything. Why not make this a tag match? I don't know. You know what's going to happen? I think he's just treading water until Edge comes back because they're going to make them a tag team oh, for some for reason. Oh, for God's sakes. Yeah. Oh, God damn it. The rated R phenomenal superstar. Ugh. <laughs> the, the rated Good phenomenal. Lord. Rated phenomenal. There's the name. Good God. Ugh. I just have a feeling. I just have a feeling I hope we're you're headed wrong, that. but it sounds like something I do too, do. but it, it feels like it, doesn't it? I don't know. Ray says triple threat for the U.S. title. I, I don't believe that at all. They could do that because that, then you can kick the theory down the road a little bit because I don't think theory's cashing in. I don't know I about just, you. I don't think he's doing this anything lately. I think he's just going to continue to, to, to yeah. hold on to the briefcase. There's more money than him holding that briefcase to WrestleMania than anything else. 
Because then you, when you do Cody and Roman and fucking Cody wins and Theory cashes in on him, smells like money, looks like money, because it is money, baby. Also, we're going to go over to NXT real quickly. Axiom, nice try. You know what I mean? That when I watched that, I went, that's rough. I had no idea that, that was a kid. Cause obviously like, I don't, I think they just started the vignettes for him. So I don't, I didn't really math? understand what was I'm going out. on. Will you tell me there's yeah, a no. mathematical when, equation? I'm when out. they I'm literally, out. they said he's the mathematical superhero. I was like, huh? Who and then math? literally they said that like 50 times. And I'm just like, stop. That is the dumbest name. That is the dumbest name. This poor guy, like I, he's a phenomenal wrestler, but he's the type of guy when I look at him in WWE, when they don't have a cruiserweight title, I worry about him. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot going on here. I really, I really think there's a lot. Like, Axiom is a much better name than A Kid, though. I'll give him. Oh, that. I know, but Axiom, like, like I said, does anybody care about math? I certainly don't. It was my best subject, and I hated it. Right. I so, went to college and didn't take any math courses. It shows, but that's okay. I'm a math whiz, bro. Are you really? Yeah. Look do at my, me. Do my finances. Yeah. Look at me. The only thing right now you're going to be doing is my landscaping. Look at that outfit. Come on. I would lie. WrestleMania, if landscaping paid big, I'd do that for a living. It's nothing like being outside riding on a John Deere, you know, whacking some weeds, cutting some trees, you know, trimming some bushes. That shit's fun. I do love doing that. I you do like a lot of that up in Maine. I love trimming bushes. Brought to you by <laughs> Manscaped. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Landscape to Manscaped. There you go. Uh, so let's get oh, let's get into the hope. I think this is uh, JC wanted to do something fun today. So we're going to let JC take over the reins on the hope here. So glorious always in the hope. I fucked that up. But who gives a fuck? You know, I'm a little rusty. I've been on vacation. Yeah. Uh, so Maxine Dupree is a thing. She's coming next week along with, I think, what is it? Their beachwear collection or something? Yes. Bikinis. So there's been a lot of fervor on Twitter of who's going to be Maxine. Fervor. And there's a long list of players. So I just kind of want to run through some names here in WrestleMania and kind of like see how we feel about it. So the one that every single person in the world is linking as Maxine Dupree is Ginny from NXT UK. I believe she's either dating or married to Gunther. So this one could make a lot of sense in terms of she's been with NXT a long time. She's kind of like a fashion gimmick over there. And her hubby is over here in the United States full time. So it makes sense for her to be on his show. So Nestlemania, I personally don't think it will be Ginny, but I'm curious your take. Uh, Ginny would be at a slam dunk, I think. I don't know what they're going to do with it. I don't know. It just seems like... We can get away with it. I'm not necessarily up to snuff on it, so I, I I would tend to hope that it's not. Guthrie thinks it's Stratton. Get the fuck out of here with that. Stratton Stratton's shit. on my list, but she's on no. my list to say no because she doesn't need it. And she's also not ready for the main roster yet. Like she has plenty of good time to do in uh, NXT, but I mean she she doesn't need it. And she is so good on her own in this type of gimmick. Like it's not like I get like the comparison, but it's it, I'm not with her. And our boy Ray jumps in saying Guthrie so wrong, Stratton ain't done in NXT. I agree with Ray on that one. We can we can attend to agree on that. Here's something that I think is an outside shot. I think there's an outside shot of Zia Lee. So I I she actually didn't put on the list. Um she's obviously not really doing much. So right. why and not? I think that's we, why. We've, we've seen the bikini photos on Twitter. She could clearly be a maximum uh a Maxine model. A Maxine model, a, yes. Yeah, a Ma she could easily be Maxine Dupree. I I, that wouldn't be my choice. I don't think it's there. Um, the other people on the main roster, I think, I think you mentioned like Raquel Gonzalez. Yes. I don't see that because it's just that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, but I, there are some other interesting ones. This one I thought was funny. Um, some people said this is how they're going to bring back Io Shirai. Oh, Could Jesus. you imagine the internet's freak out? 
Good lord. Hey, I did. There's the rumors of her possibly leaving or whatever, but she kind of de- like on Twitter she was like, what the vomit, fuck are you yeah. talking about? Yeah, because she has always been someone who wants that chance in the main roster. So I do hope it happens to her. Um, most of the names I do have are NXT people. So we can go kind of rapid fire here. Sure. Ariana Grace kind of has the model look. I don't think she's ready, but maybe, maybe. Um, the other one, uh, the other new one, Kiana James had a good show in the battle royal last night. She's more of like that nerd thing. So I don't think they're going with her as a Maxine Dupree. No, I don't, uh, I don't so, think any of these are good. Good one. Your girl, Sophia Cromwell is uh, with, I meant with Why your boy, Von Wagner. I meant she's with your boy, Von Thank Wagner. You. Thank you. Let's she could, she could definitely do it. Oh but my God. Can we stop for busy. a second? If she's yes. in there, if she's in there, you realize yeah, I know. My, my 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 hope. That's why it's on the list, WrestleMania. Because there's it, a chance if that happens, she could be Maxine Dupree. If that happens, somebody better take my pulse. I'm gonna go through the roof. Actually, let's do well, it. Well, let me put it this way. Uh, you know, uh, I believe I'm gonna Robert, go through the roof, folks. I'm I'm yeah. excited. So uh, some other names I have: Alexa Lopez. She seems a little busy. Probably not her. Uh, Indy Hartwell. Probably not gonna happen yet. Even though I think she's someone who could be called up soon. The uh, I had some fun names on this list. It's kind of funny because she came back this week. I put Zoe Stark as a joke, uh, <laughs> but. Not happening. I don't know if Saray's injured or something, but I don't think it would be her. But there are I have two names left on my list. And one is who I want it to be. The other one is one that I thought would be another one that would freak out the internet, but would be so interesting. Bailey's nearing a return. Could you imagine Bailey being repackaged as Maxine Dupree? I oh God, if that happened, good lord. Could you imagine? I don't know. It's all happening in Boston this week on Friday, and Ray says, "Who's going to be there?" I can't because I got stuff to do. But uh, yeah, I'll be I'll be on a beach in Connecticut. <laughs> yo, excuse me again. He's a maximum male model instead of maximum. He's a medium male model. It's fine. Uh, yeah. So my last name, WrestleMania, and this is my pick, um, and I already forgot her WWE name, but because <laughs> the way I look at Maxine Dupree, I don't think she needs to necessarily be a wrestler. I see her more of like a manager or a sure. spokeswoman. Sure. Quinn McKay. Oh, okay. Quinn McKay is my pick to be Maxine Dupree. She's done, I believe, some ring announcing with, I think it's on Level Up. I don't know if she's been on NXT yet, but I think she's someone who would be a perfect sidekick to uh, Max Dupree. A perfect, I mean, if you follow her on Instagram, you know she can pull off being a Maxine uh, model. Um, but she's also, like, she's a good talker, so I think she could pull it off. And she would actually be my choice as who I'd like to see be Maxine Dupree. I, I really like Zia Lee. I think that's a great idea, personally, but... It is what it is. She's not doing anything. She's not, folks, she's not doing anything. So you have to sit there and you have to think about this. Would you rather Zia Lee be on the sidelines or would you rather Zia Lee do something? And Quinn, honestly, Quinn, Quinn can do a great job too. I I mean, those are great. If Cromwell's in there too, there's three people right there that I'm excited about. Three people that I could be excited about. Don't let me down. I just think the Zia Lee thing, I don't really, I think Maxine Dupree, she has to be more of a manager type, talker type. And I don't think Zia Lee fits those roles. That's why, like, I don't see Maxine Dupree as like a wrestler week to week. I think she's kind of like a side piece to get over Monsois and Marseille and Max Dupree and like, a more manager type thing, especially as Max begins to wrestle more. Um, so I think that's why I think Quinn McKay would be the perfect person. And You're I high I still, off your rocker if you think they're going to let Max Dupree wrestle, but that's just me. Uh, they will because everyone, oh, everyone was like, they're never going to let Ludwig wrestle. And then he got to win his first tag team match. He wrestled last week. He's wrestling again this week. Like that's the things like when people threw temper tantrums about Adam Cole debuting as a manager. It's not a fucking bad thing, man. You got to in WWE. You got to get your foot in the door somehow. And the easiest way to do it is to be fucking entertaining. If you're good enough, for, the wrestling will come. 
Like, that's the thing is we know Ludwig's one of the best wrestlers on the roster, but to make him interesting to get his foot in the door in the main roster, he started as a manager to the guy who's like a fucking main event talent down the line. So that's what they're doing here with uh, Max Dupree slash LA Knight slash Eli Drake. Like, it's just, that's how they're getting him in here. That's how they're getting him in here because his wheelhouse is entertainment, but he will transition to a wrestler at some point. For now, it's all about Monsoir and Matt Monse. I just love saying those names. Monsoir and Monse. How about Nestle? Lame. Jesse. Jesse. And then there's Ray Ray. Ray Ray. Cafre. Dene. Dame. Dame. Conway. There's all of them. All all of no, the, 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 the knockers. You sound like Joe Stopper is like Pepe Le Pew. Why did you do that? Well, because I'm, I'm getting hey. a little bit of my... Yeah, you were happy for little, all of them except I'm getting guy. a little bit of my Italian in it. That's the problem. Yeah, I you help. see you're getting Italianized. You can't do that to them. That's not I, fair. I can't. Uh, Italians, there's plenty of Italian mouths. Giovanni Vinci would be a perfect male That model. guy is so not fun. It, it just oh, my God. Him. I love his gimmick, dude. You don't like it? Every time he smiles, I'm just like, He I like just it. looks like a thumb in a suit. I don't me. care. I love it. His, his match was at Wrestle Apollo this week. Mm. Mm. This is what he looks like, folks. I mean, you can't see it if you're not watching, but there's a thumb. Yeah. Put him in a little. Put him in a little jacket. There he is. I'll take a photo. He's a put handsome him. thumb. Don't touch the fingerprints on the car. Can't believe he's going to face Andre Chase. It's going to be great. What a, what a setup. Andre Chase. Yeah, they're back. First off, Guthrie, I love you, but what are you talking about? Lash Legend has two left feet. Cannot wrestle. She's done. She's well, terrible. then she'd be perfect for this. She'd be perfect. Terrible. WrestleMania. She's a big time she, athlete, former WNBA player. Here's what she I'm has doing. charisma. She is going to get all the chances. She, and she'll probably get there. She's never going to be an elite wrestler, no, but never. she could have a very long career. And honestly, this type of role be perfect for her because be a lot more of this than a lot more of the wrestling. I'm telling you right now, when I say two left Good feet, call, Guthrie. I would say this much. Two left feet in terms of wrestling. Footwork and wrestling is different than footwork anywhere else. And you know that more than anything, Guthrie. I've watched I you mean, wrestle. Basketball is so. very important with footwork too. I know, but it's different. It's just different. I, she's, it's just she's different. A, I think a big thing for her, she, and we see it, she's, no, she's very tall. She chews so up terms, scenery. Most, well, most of the women that we see wrestle are a lot smaller. We saw like a lot of like women that are either taller or bigger. Are, like it's, it's definitely a different game, and it's a lot harder to have the type of fluidity. Like That's why Charlotte has always been so impressive, because she's so freaking long. And we saw how clunky she was when she started, too. But it's just like it's a lot harder to become smooth and to be smooth when you got all that extra length going on. And Lash is more length than anyone. It's a former basketball player. Lanky Lash. That's what they should call her. Lanky. Exactly. Okay. Guthrie hit the nail on the head. She has the mic work. And that's what I'm looking for in Maxine Dupree. It's a manager slash Maybe mic. I'm wrong. I probably am. I don't know. Well, I'm just saying, you know. it's uh, When I think of Maxine, I'm thinking like, come on, Cromwell. What if it's Maxine? We need to bring it up. <laughs> from way from, back? From way back. She uh, managed, uh, was it Derek Bateman was his yeah. name? Yeah. From EC3? EC3? Yeah. I, she was Maxine. Oh, my God. She was Whew, I got a sunburn looking at her, baby. Well, she was great on uh, Lucha Underground, so. Yeah, she did go to that, too. But, yeah, no, she, I mean, she'd be perfect. Her name's already Maxine, so why not? But I don't know what she's doing nowadays. I don't know. When it's somebody that not none of us have named, we're all going to be upset anyway. So, I mean, you know. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, no, and I'm, I won't be upset because I'm intrigued. I love everything about the MMM. Oh, yeah. And the fact that they just keep adding to it, I think, is fun. It's fun. SmackDown needed something fun. Yes. Because without the tribal cuck, there's been big holes in the show. 
And New Day tries to be funny with their Viking shit, but I just, I, I think it was right. I can't take the fucking heel Vikings seriously yet. They're too fucking hokey. And the New Day going hokey is just like, okay, the not funny clown show. This is the type of clown show that I like because it's great. Clowns. And fucking Max Dupree is a stud. Clown shows. Hey, you had to work in a tribal cuck, didn't you? We'll get the t-shirt out soon, oh. I promise. Fuck him. He's coming back to Raw. Dude. He should come back to Raw to relinquish the titles. Wow. He defended him once since WrestleMania. Hashtag not my champion. You know who are the real uh, champion of the year so far? Good the time. measuring stick down on NXT because she defends that thing like every other fucking week. Look at her fucking notches. She has more notches on her belt than Roman now. She surpassed him in like half the time because she's active and she is the. She has nowhere else to do anything but Mandy is the tribal attraction. Okay. Hashtag sure. measuring stick. She didn't. She did. She definitely didn't defend it like a couple weeks before no, last week. She, she definitely she always defends it. No, if she, you look at how pretty much everyone in that battle royal, she's beaten. Like that's why it's like, you know, you know, yeah, exactly. That's why she had to win. But like, and she already beat Indy Hartwell. She already beat uh, Kaylee Ray with uh, Alba Fire. Alba Fire. Um, she's like just everyone. She beat Cora Jade twice. She beat Roxanne fucking. It's just like everyone. It's like she's beating them all. So eventually she has to lose just like Roman Reigns. So she ain't losing is always stark. I think we can agree with that. All right. Going to our comeback. Would you like to start or would you like me to go? I would. I'm sticking with NXT. You know what? Nestlemania. And I thought this day would never come because... There are certain wrestlers that I like to pick on on this podcast because they are fucking boring. I don't care how good of a wrestler they are. They fucking put me to sleep. And no man has filled that moniker better than Roderick Strong. But Nestlemania, the last month, month and a half, ever since Malcolm Bivens has left WWE and kind of forced Roderick Strong, who asked for his release, to kind of become the leader of this, this man deserves a lot of credit because he could have just taken his ball and gone home like a lot of people ask for the release, don't get their way, cry and pout and try to sandbag people. And no, no, no. This guy has fucking elevated not only his game, but everyone around him. Diamond Mine, fucking wet fart when they started. But you know what? The last month, it's made me care. Obviously, we've you've talked about it. Julius Creed is clearly the stud of this group. And we've seen him kind of become the leader where Brutus is just big, oafy, younger brother who falls him around. Yeah. And then we love Ivy Nile, and I love that Tatum Paxley's getting back involved in. And the new guy, Jerry Slott and him, but he's like an Olympic wrestler, so he'll probably be fine. But Kemp, Roderick right? Strong, yeah, Damon Kemp. Roderick Strong has embraced this, like, leader that just fucking is out. Like, his character the last month is more character than he has shown in his fucking three to four years he's been in WWE. He's this whiny, annoying little bitch boy who wants his way, and, like, he just, like, he's that heel that doesn't, like, he knows what he's doing, but at the same time, he can't tell because he's like, raw, raw team, but he's fucking costing his team at every where time. Where were you? That was my favorite exactly. part. We are, where were you? We've been back here for whatever. It's just like, there's something like, oh my God, Roderick Strong has been good. Not only this week, but for like a good amount of time here. And it's been pretty much since he asked for his release. And it's just like, he's going out there. I think he's made the creeds more interesting. He's made this guy, Damon Kemp, who looked generic as fuck, like whatever. But it's just like, he's made me care about the diamond mine and all his antics and all his bullshit. Like it actually has been good. And like I said, this is a guy that I have done nothing but shit on. He was the fucking wet fart of the undisputed error along with Bobby Fish. Like you want to talk about fucking lame, put those two in a room and you got the lame room. You know, the sign will say lame room on it because you walk in and it's nothing but lame. Um, but you know what? I just, I think he deserves credit. So Roderick Strong, you're getting my comeback probably for the first and only time in the history of this podcast. You just made me think of a great t-shirt. It's going to be masking tape that just says lame room. That's all it is. It'd be great. You could fit in there too. Oh, thanks. <laughs> going on to my comeback. You deserve this one. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to give my comeback to J-E-double-F. No. J-A-double-R-E-double-T. That's right. That's double J, Jeff Jarrett. I'm excited for Jeff Jarrett to get two paydays next weekend. Uh, he's facing uh, a man who shouldn't wrestle 
and Andrade versus Dre, Jay Lethal, you know, all that stuff. Like, I, I'm, I, I don't necessarily, I didn't get excited for it, but good job getting a payday. And then the head it's scratching. It's pretty much Andrade versus Jay Lethal. Right. And then, of course, I'm sure it's guitar, you know, guitar smashing and then fucking Flair showing his ass, cutting his head open. And all, the whole, the, the night's not over until Flair does, come on, come on, you know, and then, you know, probably wins or lays on his back. I don't know, whatever. But anyway, it is what it is. It's a very odd situation. But the one thing that piqued my interest for SmackDown was they were like, oh, special guest referee. And then there was Jeff Jarrett. And I went, huh? Huh? But then I thought about it, Nashville, big deal in Nashville, ties to everything in Nashville. Maybe he'll he'll spike a rating, maybe he'll spike things. I don't know if he's going to show up on uh, Friday. We'll see. I don't I guess it would be better to just leave him till the day of, you know, of SmackDown or sorry, of uh, SummerSlam. But I'm excited for Jeff. I've become a fan. I was not a fan of Jeff Jarrett for a very long time. He did his job very well. I hated him as a kid. Thought he was kind of look, you know, but then I uh, listened to his podcast and his mind for the business. I appreciate that. So when I look at this, I think he's going to do a great job. And here's the thing about a special guest referee sometimes that I really don't like. They take over. Like, the focus is on the referee. I think Flair, not Flair, excuse me, uh, you know, Jarrett is going to be big enough to be in the matchup but not take away from the moment if the Street Profits win here, which I don't know is going to happen. But, you know, I think at least he's, he's, he's suitable for what it needs to be. He's not going to sit there and be like, Oh my God, I can't believe they got this person to referee. It's like, you know, it's like, okay, he's there. He's going to have a factor in this matchup. I'm interested. So I think they did a good enough job with that. And like I said, he's going to get two paydays. He gets my comeback. Nobody works the business better than Jeff Jarrett. The last part you said is absolutely right, but Jeff Jarrett has never done anything for me, but I'm not going to hate on because like you said, that man has found a way to make himself relevant his entire life. So good for him. But that's the minute. We're going to head all to the big all finish. On SmackDown, I believe the only thing booked so far is Ludwig versus Nakamura, which we assume Nakamura will win. And that'll likely be a clash at the castle match, I think, because we know Guther's going to fight there. Nakamura is super over there. I think that is the perfect matchup to have a nice long match at Clash at the Castle. Um, so I think we're probably in agreement there. On Raw, like you mentioned earlier, the 20 years of Rey Mysterio, it'll probably be uh, similar to I believe they did a Cena one and an Orton one recently. Um, so we also have the tag match Mysterios and Judgment Day, um, which I'm curious. How do you think that will play out? I think that the Judgment Day has to win. Or if they're going to, either they're going to win and destroy them and Edge comes out, or they're going to lose and destroy them and then Edge comes out. Because either way, Edge comes out. If he doesn't come out then, he comes out at SummerSlam. Like, we can't run this back if they're going to do it on, you know, they're going to do it on Monday. They're not going to run it back for SummerSlam, I would hope. Because there's no meat on that potato. Yeah, I think there's something happening here, whether a return or a debut or something's going to happen here in this. I don't think it's just going to be a straightforward thing. We also have the return of the Tribal Cuck on Monday. And like you mentioned, wow. Logan uh, Paul hosts a show. They gave it a name, but I don't remember what it is. Whatever his name is, podcast is. I think it's like imperfect or not imperfect. Yeah. It's something I have like no that. Idea. I don't listen to his podcast, but I'm sure it's great. So we'll probably talk about this next week, too, because I think we'll be back on uh, Tuesday, as far as I know. But uh, NXT so far has Grayson Waller versus Wesley. I just I'm excited for that. It'll be a great match. Zion Quinn versus Apollo Crews. I kind of want to stop here for a minute because I saw some comments by Zion Quinn that since they let him turn heel, he feels more comfortable and likes it. But like he's a guy when I look at him, I'm like, this is a WWE superstar. But every time the minute he talks or do anything, he loses me. There's something missing for him. Do you agree? I think he's trying. I do too, I think but he might be—he might be the manager. I know. I don't think. Here's the thing. I think if he didn't talk, and he had someone talk for him, he'd be perfect. But 
Every time I watch him, I think to myself, I hear your voice doing the Vince McMahon voice going, he's a pussy. Like, you know what I mean? And like, I know he's not, but... He looks like a badass. He looks like a badass, but when the mouth opens, you're going, oh, you're just a guy. You're just a guy. And that sucks. It really sucks because he he could be a replacement Roman Reigns. You look at him, I mean... I mean, yeah. That guy's like, you want to talk about factory pumping out people. I mean, that looks like Roman Reigns with short hair. You know, like, that's a good-looking man. And Zion Quinn's kind of a cool name. Yeah, it's cool. Two places, I mean, obviously, it screams male model. Wouldn't have to talk there. But the other one, if he's going to say NXT, is... uh, you know, Von Wagner has two managers. Why not throw him in with them? That would work. I well, mean, he's, he's imagine current. him. Imagine him walking out with Sophia Cromwell. That's gonna make everyone titillized in the audience. First off, do you realize that Von Wagner's original manager is still in the dumpster to this day? I don't know if they're ever gonna bring him back. We'll see what happens. I, I, I hope he stays there. So I hope he fucking stays there. Personally, that was, that's just me. I'm a I'm a big fan of the dumpster spot. Like when Braun threw Kalisto in the dumpster, it was awesome. I think Sammy got thrown into a dumpster by someone. Like I'm all for someone getting thrown in a dumpster. And Robert Stoney's the perfect guy to get thrown in a dumpster. I think um, Cromwell needs to take over for the Von Wagon. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean Cromwell can take over a lot of things. Uh, also, next week, eight man tag. I know you're not a big fan, but I'm actually excited for this because I'm. I'm loving the D'Angelo family, of course, because Tony D's the man. And I love him kind of having, like, you know, the, the legato cucks behind him. Poor guys. And then Diamond Mind, like, that, this is the most interesting I've ever been in them. So this eight-man eight tag, as much as we think they're stupid, I think this one's going to be a fucking spot fest and a lot of fun. I think I'll sit there and think to myself, at least there's stakes or, like, they make it feel like it's important. It feels like it matters, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 can, I, can be, I can be talked into it. You know what I mean? I think that's the thing, like. When I get a random graphic with a six woman or a six man tag or an eight man whatever or, or eight woman, I'm just like, why? Why is it there? Why do I care? This makes no sense. It's just putting two feuds together into one match, and so that way you can have something else. But this, this has build. You know that there's a crap ton of bullshit going on with the Diamond Mind. We know that Tony D seems like he's got his ship shaped up, ready to go, especially with our boy, uh, you know, on the on the sidelines. It looks like for a little bit anyway. And he says he's gonna he's gonna kill Could the diamond. Could be sleeping with the fishes for all we know. Well, we don't know, right? So, hey. hey, so you know, I think it's a good. It's a, again, when you do it correctly, it's okay. Now, if you make a division over it, I'm gonna jump off, off this entire podcast because I can't do it. No, that's that's an AEW thing. But uh, not so many speaking of. We're gonna head to AEW. Look at this, Ray Ray. This is for you. Fifty-seven minutes in, we're getting Segway, to baby. Ray Ray's main event. AEW. A-E-Dub. Uh, I'm caught up on AEW. There's nothing better than Christian right now, in my opinion, in AEW. What a turtleneck. Uh, he brings the yeah. turtleneck. It's strong. Dude, the turtleneck is such a heel. That's, Christian has always been a guy that just fucking gets it. I love him. Him and Luchasaurus, and for some reason, him managing Dinosaur turned into, like, amazing. The other thing I love in AEW is Orange Cassidy. Like, I know I was talking actually privately with our boy Dom about this because he thought this was kind of like a waste, but I actually kind of liked the Orange Cassidy Wardlow match last week because it was finally, I thought something different for Wardlow. And now that he's a champion, I think like the expectations have raised where like, we can't just have him throwing people around and doing squashes. It's time for him to evolve a little. And I think having this type of baby face, baby face match where it was like a different style for him. And I thought like when he ripped the pockets, I popped for that. It was cool. I thought this was a nice change of pace for Wardlow because he is going to need to start having longer matches. Now that he is a champion, he's going to get those opportunities. And I think a guy like Cassidy, who is just so entertaining with all the bullshit with the chainsaw and all the ridiculousness, like Dan Housen, it's a good way to kind of like, ease Wardlow in to that next step in his career so I actually I, I run back and I rewatch this again because I just thought this was fun like this is the vintage stuff in AEW that I appreciate it's out of nowhere it feels random but there's some like there's certain guys like Orange Cassidy with like no matter what they touch it's fucking perfect mimosa love it 
Do you think that the best friends will still be around in like two years? I don't know about them, but Orange Cassidy oh, ain't Orange going Cassidy anywhere. Is fine. Orange I, Cassidy's like they're like he's honestly like if if you pull this like the top five AEW yeah, people, he might there. be on the list. Oh, yeah. He's one of my he's been one of my favorites since I got exposed to him. I thought I would hate this guy, and the first time I saw him, I'm like I get it. Yeah, I get it. And it so I sense. loved it for Wardlow. I it loved it for sense. Wardlow, and I think Wardlow does a great job anyway. But I think they did a great job of not character assassination. They didn't do it. Thank you. I think that's I, well, I think we were all kind of worried about. This is what we Dom and I were kind of talking about. It's like. Obviously, we know MJF and Sean Spears is so much to prop him up, but like, there's no chance he doesn't fall a little bit off of that because you're not working with MJF anymore. Right. It's like when you go from working with The Miz or KO or Corbin, it's just like, it's different now. So um, I was a little worried, but I thought this was a step in the right direction because if he can do this type of stuff, then he's going to have a long career. Yeah. Whether it's here or whether it's elsewhere. If it's elsewhere, this type of stuff he'll be doing a lot more of, so... I don't know if you have any other AEW thoughts for preview this week. I just wanted to say very quickly, I was thrown off that the uh, swerve confident man and, uh, of course, Keith Lee win the tag titles. And what I thought was a lot of fun match, but I was concerned because obviously we've been told by Keith Lee, so it's a real thing that he's going to be taking a step away. It was odd to give a man a championship who may have to deal with something personally. So hopefully it's not that bad for him or his family so he can come back. It was odd to me. And again, this is the only thing, and someone can, can tell me to shut up, and I'm sure they will. AEW, they stand like they they say this is a pillar of AEW is that they have the best tag division in the world and then they give championship they give the championships to these guys and I'm like what like you're just the WWE you like you you do like you are you absolutely are and don't pretend that you're not like you didn't give it like at least Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs again not really a tag team they've been a but team, they're a team right. Yeah. This just got like thrown together and it's like, here's and some pasta. And they don't pasta. like each other. Like they, they come, they know it's, yeah. you know, I'm glad you brought that up because if this happened in WWE, oh, there would have been an upside. Think about it, especially the way it ended. Like, cause everyone was mad about Keith Lee in general. He should have been pushed to the main event and he wasn't, whatever they ends up getting let go. And I remember I was talking about this with Dom too. Dom and I had a lot of side, a little, little side talk. Yeah. So when the hit row was getting called up, Swerve obviously was a centerpiece of hit row. He was a singles champion at the time. They got drafted to SmackDown. But it was the rumors were going around that Vince really wanted Top Dollar to be the face of it and Swerve to be thrown on the tag team with your boy, the army guy, who I don't even know his name. And the internet went crazy like, no, Swerve's the leader. He shouldn't be put in a tag team. This is bullshit, whatever. AEW literally signs these two guys, has nothing to do for them, buries them on Rampage every week, then throws them together as a hodgepodge tag team. Two people in WWE that everyone wanted as singles guys. And now it's like... Granted, these guys are great together. I actually personally love watching these two guys work. I think they're both top-level talents, but it's like, uh, you brought up the best point. Like, I personally don't hate it, but you got to call a spade a spade. If this happened in WWE, there would be a fucking mutiny, and you would be bitching about it. But it's in AEW, so you think it's great. But it's the same fucking thing, especially them winning. Like, the Young Bucks turned out to just be transitional champions. Like, whatever. It's obviously, we knew the Hardys were supposed to win these titles, Then Jeff Hardy did what Jeff Hardy does, and here we are. So... Maybe it's one of those things where they're going to have to probably give him up or maybe Swerve finds a replacement or whatever. But this just seemed like a way for Tony. I kind of said this to Don. I'm like, I think these are two guys that are really good sports. But I think this was Tony's way to take two guys that probably could become disgruntled because he doesn't really have much for them to doing. And they've kind of lost all their big matches and maybe haven't been featured besides on Rampage. This was kind of his way to maybe give them something. Um just to like kind of hold them over. And it seems like he's done that a little bit here with the tag uh, tag team stuff recently. So, but I am curious to see how it plays out. Cause like you mentioned, we do have this stuff going on with Keith Lee. And like I said, in the ring, I enjoy them, but you got to call a spade a spade in this scenario. Yeah. I just, I, that, I just want to make sure that was a topic because I think that it's important to, to definitely state out loud because 
these people, you know, whether you like WWE, whether you like both, or if you just like AW, that's fine, whatever. But like, let's just like wrestling. Let's like like what we do, and that's all. I mean, I, that's really what I want. I just don't want to hear any more bullshit about it. No, I agree, and it's. I think that's why it was a good thing to bring up. But WrestleMania this week, we have part. 500 of Fighter Fest, and uh, I actually have a Rampage match for once that they have uh, booked. But we have the main event, I'm assuming, of Dynamite, and I could give a fuck about this. A barbed wire, everywhere death match between Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho. They've had about three or four singles matches, and uh, one was enough, but this is the never-ending feud of fucking... I don't know. At least it's, I just, like, I don't... I'm so over this. I love Eddie Kingston. He's one of my favorites. I could give a fuck about the Jericho Appreciation Society. A barbed wire everywhere deathmatch. Like, what are we doing? This is this is blood for blood's sake. Like, it really is. And so when I watch this, I we go... We just had a blood for blood's sake match. <laughs> I think the issue is you got to have, you got to have, you know, Eddie win to go over. So it's a big deal. He finally gets his, his you know, mark. Oh, tap out Jericho maybe yeah. with barbed wire in yeah. his mouth or something. Jericho's Gross. willing to do it. Ugh. It makes sense. Can I, can I switch gears real quick? I just wanted to... I, I, you're going you're gonna to end up saying this, and we're not adding it to the predictions because we weren't prepared for this, but Death Before Dishonor, I believe, is this weekend. And I just okay. want to say this much. I believe, personally, personally, that you sign somebody like Claudio Castagnoli, right? He's going to have a match against Jonathan Gresham, which, again, will probably be a fantastic wrestling match. Everybody's going to talk about it being the match of the year. I actually, that is, I do want to see that because right. those are two, two of the best technical guys in the world. But here's what my plea is. For the love of God, please don't let Claudio win the world title because here's my caveat. He's going to. Here's that's the, the world title he's going to win. I know, that's 100%. the thing. If he wins that one, it's like a wet fart to me. Like, Isn't that the first one Cody won, though, too? Or did but he I don't, win here's the, the NWA thing. First? He needs to win the AEW championship. He's not going to, though. But that's the thing. He needs that to be, to me, solidified when it comes to not winning the WWE. Like, you win the big one. You don't go to the sister. It's like, it's like oh, if he got demoted to NXT and won NXT world title, I'd go, nah, not really, though. He's not a world champion to me. You haven't won a world championship until you become the AEW champion or you've become the WWE Universal, WWE, whatever that championship is. That's what it is to me. You haven't become the guy until you've done that. And I think even if he wins, great. It'll be a, it'll be a nice hook for people to watch Ring of Honor, but I don't want him to win. I really don't want... I mean, if he wins... Whatever I can deal he's with, gonna it, win. but I if don't, it isn't now, he's gonna win it at some point. I just think I just for me, just like, like I know Samoa Joe, he got signed not to be to be help revitalize Ring of Honor because Samoa Joe hasn't even been on TV. I think he's a champion. Like I don't even know what that guy is, but I kind of see Claudio as the same thing. And like he's, he'll still be on AEW because he's part of the Blackpool Combat Club. But as we see, there's another Blackpool Combat guy that's a Ring of Honor champion. Who it's cares like, at this point, right? Like what? Who cares? I, I do want to see that match though. I do care about I, that. Oh match. yeah, I want to see the match too. But again. I just I I don't think it's a big deal if you're Ring of Honor world champion to me anymore. I mean I don't not disagree. as much as an AEW or WWE champion. I don't disagree, but maybe maybe we can hit on the rest of that card in a moment. But let's at least get through what comes first. Um, and we also we have a tag match where Christian and Luchasaurus are going to beat the fuck out of the Varsity Blondes. Yep. Uh, we have the best friends who are going to get the shit beat out of them by Moxley and Yuta. Um, we have a six women's tag match between the baddies uh, and Statlander, Athena. And You've already other lost girl, me. Willow. Willow. Oh, Willow oh, Nightingale, yeah. I, I got to see Kiara Hogan wrestle. I'm happy about that. And I like the new girl. I, so I think she fits in with yeah, Jade. You, and you. I, I love Chris Statlander and Athena. So, but yeah, I could give a shit. And then we also have what I think will kick off the show. Uh, Brody Kane, who's getting a big push lately, taking on Darby Allen. I like Darby Allen. So, I mean, I like the wrestler Darby Allen anyway. So, same. And, uh, you know, 
Brody King seems like Braun Strowman, just a smidge, not really, but yeah, just yeah, a he's it may be like super discounted, like Kmart Blue Light Special Braun Strowman. Dollar, he dollar store Strowman. Brody Keen has done nothing to impress me yet. He really hasn't. Sorry, he just hasn't. Um, I'm more excited for Malachi Black and Miro because that match will fucking rule. Uh, but then on Rampage WrestleMania, I have a Rampage match. We have Lee Moriarty taking on Dante Martin in a battle of the kids. I don't care. Wow, I actually kind of do because I like kids. I like to watch the kids grow. I don't. I believe Moriarty's great technically, but again, it's one of those things where I'm like, eh, what, what, then what? Then what? Where do we go? Where do we go from here? Where do we go from there? Well, it's up to AEW to find him a gimmick. If he was in NXT, he'd probably have a great gimmick, and we'd be talking about how great he is. That's the problem I have is I I, I tune in, and I want to have where do we go from here. That's when I look at something. I don't disagree. So, moving on. I think that's all I have booked for AEW. But Death, do you have the card up for Death I Florida do. Summer? You want me to go for it? Let's do it, baby. Speed round. Mercedes Martinez, the champion, the women's champion of Ring of Honor, taking on Serena Deep. I would pick Deep. Because there's another Mercedes probably coming down the line, but uh, this is where the technical wrestling. No. I think I think we're gonna go Serena Deep personally. She's already had it, I believe, and Mercedes Martinez is gonna retain. They're just trying to make her look good. Okay, your boys probably the match of the year here. Two out of three falls added on Twitter last week. The FTR five six seven eight star FTR. Dax and Cash taking on the Briscoe brothers. Obviously, this is to me going to be FTR's night to just solidify it. Let's get it over with. Let's put it on a jar and say they're the best in the in the business. Let's just do it. And Dax, I believe it was Dax who said it on Twitter. He's like, this is probably the last time you're ever going to see these two teams wrestle, meaning that the Briscoes are probably, this will be it for them in Reign of Honor slash AEW because yeah. Tony's already said he doesn't want to sign them. But I think this is just probably like a thing for FTR to put the bow on it. Like you said, probably will be a match of the year candidate like their other match. This one is going to probably be even longer. Um, so between this and then the Claudio Gresham match, uh, yeah, those are the two I'm going to seek out. Moving on, we got Wheeler Yuta versus Daniel Garcia in a pure pure wrestling rules match to me. Again, it's not for me. So I'm not excited for it. What, what, what is a pure wrestling rule? What it's, does that even it's, mean? Well, I, have to, I don't want to get into it, but basically there's like you get certain amount of rope breaks. There's I'm like bored. a there, it's just it's more I'm already pure bored. Wrestling. If there's that many rules, I'm already bored. Uh Wheeler will probably retain. I would think Daniel Garcia only be well, meh, yeah, Daniel Garcia because at least they're doing something. So it's what it is. Moving on, we have Samoa Joe, everybody's favorite snore, versus Jay Lethal with the big guy in the background and Sanjay Dutt with a pencil behind his ear because why is it there? Nobody has addressed that. It's a thing. But anyway, I would assume that Jay Lethal will end up winning this because Jay Lethal needs to be in the ring of honor to make anything happen. So question. Yes. Because the Ric Flair match, is that this weekend? Yeah, this is what I'm telling you. So Jay Lethal's booked in two matches this weekend? Oh, yeah, baby. He could have got your comeback. What day is this? This, I believe, is Sunday. And so the Ric Flair thing's on Saturday? Oh, no, this is Saturday. I don't know. This is, this is a good question. I don't know. Now I'm confused. This um, is 23rd, probably, so that's Saturday. I want to take Samoa Joe, but it also, like, I don't see how the big goon doesn't cost him, so I don't fucking know. I mean, Ric Flair's thing's at 6.05. Maybe it's because they'll put that on. I have no fucking clue, man. Whatever, you know. Maybe one's pre-taped. Who knows? Who the hell knows, man? Who knows? But anyway, there you go. Okay, whatever. And of course, you got I'll your, pick Claudio, Joe, but... your, your Claudios and your and, and your Greshams. Obviously, you say Claudio. I'm I'll pick Gresham. You will no, pick Gresham? No, I think, I think Gresham's winning this one, but I think Claudio will get it. Like, he's going to get cost by somehow because uh, there's he's part of uh, Tully Enterprise. Which, uh, that's the thing. I never really got it with Jonathan Gresham. He's obviously a little guy. He's jacked. He's a good wrestler. But now that he has the stable and he has Tully backing him, and he cut a heel promo, and I was like, huh, huh. Not bad. I'm in. So I think there's some legs here with him for a little bit, but I do think Claudio's going to win that thing at some point. Okay. Well, there you go. Just not now. There you go. 
That's pretty much yeah. everything we got here, folks. So you know what? I think we're good. I think we're good. It's what it is. On that note, thank you for listening to the Jobber Knocker. We'll be back next week with more Jobber Knockery. <laughs>